Looking to take your entrepreneurial skills to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Just Take Action with your host, Joe McCabe. We all want to make more money. Look, that's why you're listening to this show, right? We want more money. We want financial freedom. Now, the trick to that is diversification. Maybe that's other businesses, investment properties. But what about joining a brokerage with better splits, lower caps, and a revenue share program designed to protect your future? Look, I'm super excited to be a part of EXP Realty. Now, look, I was skeptical at first. I waited to join, and I wish I wouldn't have. If you guys want to learn more about this opportunity that all the top producers, all the big boys, all the smart money is joining, just go to expmodel.com, learn more. Or if you're ready to join my fast-growing team, send me an email to toby at expmodel.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to Super Agents Live. This is the one place where you can come and hear the most successful people in real estate. You'll hear how these super agents built their businesses, how they stay productive, and how they stay motivated. Who am I? My name's Toby Salgado, and I made my first million in real estate. And I'm your host for the next 30 minutes while we talk to yet another amazing real estate entrepreneur. Stay tuned. Let's go. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by WiseHire. Look, WiseHire.com, these guys support our mission. They support sharing the tools, the knowledge, the tips, tricks that are out there, and they support bringing it to you guys. They want to help see you guys grow. Now, if you haven't heard of WiseHire, these guys are a month-to-month recruiting service, okay, month-to-month. That'll come in handy a second from now. So, look, for you guys... If you want a killer closer for your team, let the pros handle it. Go to WiseHire. Hey, you need somebody that knows how to run Facebook ads? Perfect. Go to WiseHire. These guys will find the right talent. They'll interview them. They'll look at their background, and then they will deliver them to you for you to review. And again, month to month, no contracts, no high commissions, anytime cancel, pause, quit, whatever, month-to-month recruiting service. This is like having your own in-house recruiting system in your, like, right behind you. There's no reason not to check them out. Go to wisehire.com. That's wisehire.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk about something that, look, one of the most common questions I get from people is, they go, yeah, I know I need to to refine my value proposition, but I don't know what it is. And because of that, you are stuck. Today's guest went through that process, figured out his real value proposition, and realized it was all about taking action. And he's turned that into a team of 40, 12 loan agents. This guy, this guy's got his fingers and everything. I'm thrilled to welcome Joe McCabe. Hey, Joe, thanks for taking the time, man. Hey, Toby, thank you. Thank you. I, I admire the podcast you run now. Um, I push all of my people to listen to it, uh, you and a few others, and just the value that you're delivering to agents every day, including myself, is 
is uh, incredible. So that, thank you. Thank you, man. That's great to hear. So so look, um, I've given the audience just a brief overview of, of what you're doing. But man, take a minute. Tell us a little bit about who you are. And then we'll get into what you figured out and sure. you know how you got to where you are today. Sure. So a little bit about me. So I started in real estate about five years ago. Um, and uh, I was not fully in it. I, I wasn't 100% all in. Um, which is funny and ironic because that's all I pitch anymore. Um, but I wasn't all in. And up until the day that I purchased uh, a REMAX franchise, I was going to be a Philly cop. I mean, I had a start date. I still thought I was going to do this part-time. So I buy the REMAX franchise. I open up. You know, we start making money, and I start um, realizing how quickly, just by taking a, making a few extra calls a day or just by – you know, taking action and doing more things that I can yeah. start providing more value to people and scale and make more money. So basically, I, I gave all that up. I was like, I'm not going to be a cop anymore. I was in the military for a while. You know, I was raised by a cop and my entire family's cop. So that was just ingrained in me. And I realized that maybe that really wasn't something that I wanted to do, but something that I thought I had to do. Um, Interesting. So I kind of broke away from that and realized that you know, I wanted the freedom that sales could provide and really only sales could provide this or being a business owner. And let's go. Yeah. For those of you that want to know what we're all about, it's like this, y'all. This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% You thought you had to be a cop. Now, this is interesting because this is this is where, I, you know, were your parents or family or family members pushing you to be a cop? Or did you think you had to be a cop because just everybody was a cop? That, exactly. I think it was more that everybody was a cop. And I thought, like, you know, you grow up in a middle class family and, you yeah. know, you're a cop or a teacher or utility worker. And you're like, oh, that's that's what I, I should do that. And that's success right there. You know, yeah. and not that cops or firemen aren't successful. They obviously are. And they do great things. But I just thought that, Hey, to, my family would think I was cool if I did that. So that's what I was going to do. Got it. Got it. So, okay. You so- know, and it was just something I never really had thought about. And when I went into the mil, I was in the military for six years. So I just yeah. got out of the army officially out of the reserves on January 7th. Um, so I got my cop fix there. I was actually, um, in MPI, I was a military police investigator. Wow. For a while. So I'm sure you read so all I the... I did get my cop sick. <laughs> so you've read all the Jack Reacher books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, all right, yep. man. So, and so, I watch NCIS. <laughs> so this is interesting a little bit to me, okay? Because, you, you know, in your town, everybody's a cop or a teacher or utility worker, but yet you... And look, that's safe. And and I think what you said earlier, Joe, is that you said, you know, you become a cop or utility or word teacher. You're like, that's success. Whereas right. you chose a path um, that that sounds like, you know, being an entrepreneur is not anywhere in the family. Well, like, what was there? What was that all about? Like, what? There, there, there's two things. One is what made you from your head go, yeah, I want to do this. I can do this. And I have to believe, Joe, that, you know, all yeah. you, all your friends and family who were cops, teachers or, or utility workers were saying, Joe, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you what, what you're working right. for free? What are you doing? Exactly. And I, I've actually up until recently heard, um, 
you know, maybe I should get a real job. Still, at this point, while making the amount of money I do, owning all the properties I do, the mortgage company, insurance company, someone asked me when I was going to get an actual job so I could have benefits. That's I was like, you insane. guys don't see the big picture at all. <laughs> um, so that's why, you know, I, you know, the middle class is just such a trap. But when you say that, and I do oversimplify my story way too much, but so I used to go to this gym and for any Philadelphia people listening, they'll know where it is at Grant, Grant and Cruise Town, Northeast Racket Club. And it's a bunch of older guys, um, all my, all my older guys that own a ton of real estate in Philadelphia. And, you know, I started listening to them and their stories and the properties they owned and, you know, the way they scaled their businesses and how they were making all this money every month being mailbox landlords. Yeah. And that's kind of what started it for me. And one of the guys I really just liked a lot, Maze, Bob Mazer, he owns Mazer Real Estate in Philadelphia. He had 5,000 units at one point. Oh, God. And I used to listen to what he said, and I realized that his biggest mistake was that he self-managed. And his second biggest mistake is he would never scale. He would never bring on partners, and he just he always thought too small. So At 5,000 units? 5,000 units. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would tell me he thought too small and that wasn't big enough. And Holy he smokes. Day. Yeah. So I kind of learned from him. And yeah. I said, well, Bob, I want to learn how to buy property. And he said, no, nope, don't get ahead of yourself. He was like, get your real estate license. And when you get your real estate license and you buy and sell 25 properties and you start doing this with clients and learning the value of property, then what I'm going to do is you and I are going to start going to lunch together and I'm going to teach you exactly how to do it. And then he told me, after I feel that you've understood enough, I'm going to give you a listing. So he gives me a listing of 91 properties after my first year. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So I had sold maybe, at this point, maybe 15, 20 properties. Um, and he gives me a 91-unit listing. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't even know what to do. Of course, right. I didn't tell him that. Right. And I just, I ran with it. Um, and that's when I really started to realize, like looking at the cash flow on this deal and looking at just the commission I can make on this deal. And all I had to really do was connect two people. I was like, this is where I need to be. I love talking to people. I love meeting people. I love meeting people with money. And this is what I need to do. You know, the payoff, the reward was so much better for the risk. So much greater. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, that's um, so, but, but, you know, the, the trick for you, Right or or the or the 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 turning the tipping point or the you know I mean there's so many ways to say this right you know was you and that club right so I don't know how right. much that was to get into but you know this goes back to Jim Rohn you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with you know, you were lucky to break out of hanging out with Philly cops drinking Bud Light or whatever they drink in Philadelphia right, right? probably Miller Mil oh, probably. Miller. <laughs> or Yingling. Oh, uh, jeez. Um, you know, and and you started hanging out with people who were drinking, you know, Johnny Walker Blue Label, right? And and you, right. you saw a new way of life. Um, what what? I, I mean, again, this is so important. Getting around these people. Why? Like, right. what was? It, how did you get into this club? Like, what? Like, I mean, what was that? Like, what prompted you to get into this club to play tennis or whatever you're doing instead of just doing it out on the street with every other, you know, Philly guy? So that was the thing, right? I never realized the value of the club. It was a club that my family was actually part of for years, hmm. and there were all these old guys there, like all these older Jewish guys that my family knew. My dad said hi to. My mom said hi to, and then. I used to go in the sauna, and of course, old men in any gym, they, you know, right, they right. love to talk to you naked. I don't know why this <laughs> is. So 
I start having these conversations with these guys and really diving into what they did, how they got where they are today. And you would never know. They're so humble. You would never know that they were, that they own 5,000 units. Right. First of all, this guy just looked like some raggedy old man, right? Driving a and, Honda Accord. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, an old beat up Lexus. And so he basically tells me all this stuff, and, and I start listening to each of them with their different opinions and just soaking it all in and kind of perfecting what they did and learning from it. Um, you know, and that's when I started to realize that if they were to self-manage and just change, or not self-manage, but hire a property management company, their cash flow would accelerate, and they'd be able to focus on more acquisitions. You know, even though again, five thousand units is freaking ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, he could have expanded so much further. Yeah, well, and look, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I would be happy with five thousand doors. I mean, that's like that's crazy. But, um, (laughs) but you know, but but again, Joe, there was so you had the the fortunate uh, situation of being around these people and and hearing their story Mm -hmm. stories and them talking to you. You know, and I wonder. Look, you know. So a couple things, right? Your family is part of this club. Your dad said hello to these people. Your mom said hello to these people. And they felt comfortable with you talking with you. Now, if I just showed up yeah. there, right, or just somebody else showed up there and I was hanging out in the, in the sauna, they may not, you know, they may not have opened up to me the way that they opened up to you. So number one, that's, you know, that was that was f- fortunate for you that you had that advantage over most other people. Um um, and that's a slight advantage because you came from a, a, a disadvantaged background. But but what was in you, Joe, when y- you heard these stories that you didn't just dismiss them as older guys talking about something that you could never achieve? Somehow, dude, you're sitting there naked talking to another naked man, and you said, <laughs> yeah, I can do this too. Like, w- yeah. what prompted that? You know, I think it was the message of like, hey, they came from – you know, um, they came from similar backgrounds in the sense that they came from nothing. And they knew one thing is that they could always depend on themselves, you know, and everyone thinks they're so secure in their nine to five job. But at the end of the day, you could walk in and get fired any day. Um, But I knew one thing is that I could always depend on myself. And if I had faith in myself and everything was kind of controlled by me, I could never fail. So that's why everything we started to do just began to accelerate. So obviously I got that listing. Then I got on a really big real estate team. Then I was like, screw this. I'm opening up my own brokerage. Then I said, you know, I'm going to open a title company. And then I opened a mortgage company, now an insurance company, now property management. And then I bought 112 units in Pittsburgh. So it was like, and this is all within the course of like the past two years, because I realized that no one was going to do anything for me. And I just had to ask. 99% of the time, I just had to ask. People are like, no one's going to 100% sell our finance, 112 units. I was like, really? If I ask 400 people, someone might say yes. And that's exactly what happened. Um, And then we refinanced it later. And because I had all the pieces in place, you know, these ancillary services, I had the mortgage company, title company, we were able to get this deal done where I went from zero units, you know, where people are buying one property at a time to build a portfolio. And I said, screw it, I'm buying 112. And I did that instantly just day one, just because I had a thought and I took action on it. Whereas everyone else, you know, tries to come up with these crazy plans and how they're going to build it. Like I had no idea how to start a mortgage company. I had no idea how to buy these properties. Um, I just had the drive. I just wanted the money and I, I wanted to succeed. And I think that that is so important for realtors because, you know, we try to recruit the culture as much as we can in, in my office. But a lot of times people don't understand what it takes to get up and running in this business. And they're kind of misled by other people. 
But the key is that no matter what you want, you know, whether it's real estate or something else, if you're just taking the action or doing something like just that's what they say, 90% or 80% of the, you know, the win is just showing up. Yeah. That's so true because people just don't even show up and then they escrow their real estate license in two years when it's time to renew. Yeah. Um, well, but the other thing, the other thing too. So, so you're right. Suit up and show up, you know, and 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 just try to move the ball forward. You know, you. Uh, I, I just want to talk about this this 112 unit deal real quick uh, because a lot of people are. Yeah. You know, you you lost a lot of people there. I mean, that's a that's an inspiring story. Sure. But there's so many people out there who go, oh, I can't do that. Right. There's no way I could do that. Right. I, I don't have the money. I, I don't know what that's like, you know, and you probably didn't, you, you were fortunate that, that, uh, you know, you probably didn't know enough to not do the deal, right? The, the guy with 5,000 units right. may have taken a pass on that deal. Um, but you, you knew just enough to buy. So, but look, here's what you said that I thought was great. You said, everybody told you nobody would finance that deal. And you said, well, maybe if I talked to 400 people, somebody would. And, that, and you said, that's what I did, right? That's the action that's mm-hmm. missing for most people. You know, they, they, they go right. and they call up three or four people and everyone's like, no, 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 it'll never happen. And that's it. They hang up the phone and go, okay, listen, I got to go. I got to move on. You know, um, yeah. again, this, this goes back to, this goes back to like, what is that burning thing within you that you were able to, to just believe man have this blind faith that it was going to work you know i'm in competition with someone i haven't figured out who it is yet (laughs) but i i at some point decided in my life that i was just going to achieve all these things and i i I think i'm just i just want to get to the top you know and i want to get to the top and i realized that i don't really um i am disadvantaged in the fact that when i bought those properties i had no money in my like I mean, I had some money, obviously, I was paying yeah. my mortgage, but yeah. I wasn't loaded. I was closing a few real estate deals, and you know how many, how much money an agent who does 25 deals a year makes. It's not yeah. much. Yeah. You know, I'm not driving a Lambo. Um, and I just went out there and got this, and, and I got these guys and convinced them. I said, listen, if you sell or finance this deal, and of course I had to, like, sell them on myself and my vision and where yeah. I'm going with right. this and why I want to do this. And, you know, I really had to beg and plead with these people, but I got them to sell or finance these properties, and I said, look, give me a year. I'm going to refinance them, you know, and then we're going to go from there. And, and I had written up the agreement with so many caveats in it that I was like super protected. Um, and that, you know, if, if for some reason we didn't hit the number or if it didn't appraise right, then they would hold an automatic seller second. And that's what happened. So like, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and I oversimplify it. And if anyone ever wants to call me and ask what I did, I absolutely would, would share that. Um, it's actually on my podcast if anyone ever wants to watch it. Which is um, what? Now, plug it. three series of video. What is uh, it? So we're, uh, uh, it's the Get Uncomfortable with Stacey and Joe podcast. Mm. Um, okay. And uh, we're, we're, we've got a few episodes now. We're at 15 episodes, um, but I'm, it's co-hosted with Stacey Cross, who's one of my realtors. Um, but she's got an incredible online personality, and uh, she's a great person. Okay. okay. Um, but we talk about this deal in depth. <laughs> okay. That's great. Everybody yeah. go check yeah, it out. Been, it was Okay. Yeah, definitely check it out um, and call me if you you want any other advice or feedback. Okay. So so here's what I would tell you, Joe, is and I don't know I don't know what your what your uh, what your mentor your five thousand unit mentor guy is telling you, but um, I think it's great that you know you, you have a team of forty, you have this you know you have an insurance company, a title company, escrow company. What else do you have? A property management company. Property management. Yep. And. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, insurance, yeah, insurance and title insurance. So that's that's too much, man. It, it, like for you to do that in all of two <laughs> years, that's way too, it, you know that's too much. Like don't don't you feel? Well, like, it's all about scaling. Yeah. Okay. Go. It's all about explain that. You know. So what I do right away is put the right people in place. So I don't I don't self manage my properties. I just collect the check. Um, on the real estate and the mortgage side, I've created. Um, I hired a guy that runs the mortgage company that used to own his mortgage company in Las Vegas before everything kind of crashed. So he runs the operations and the day-to-day systems. My only job right now, I've set it up because I do what I'm good at, and that's recruit and, and close people. Um, everyone else handles all the other stuff, and that's important. You know, and it's everything's top-down. The culture's built from top-down. But yeah. I put the right people, the experienced people who have done this before, to run everything else in place. And okay. we are growing slow but intentionally. Okay. Well, so I guess I say slow, but other people hear forty realtors in two months and think that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. I think that's I yeah. think that's aggressive. I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Um, um, and we're gonna get to this value proposition here sooner or later. So don't yeah. let, don't let me forget. But but um, well, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. So you're because sure. I get and I'm only to be honest with you because I totally forgot my question. I had a good one lined up. Um, so let's, I mean, let's talk about like, you know, you're so, oh, oh, here, here it is. I got it back. I got it back, Jeff. Sorry, buddy. I rarely do this. I usually write it down. So here's the challenge that most people find themselves that, that, that you somehow didn't or don't. And it's in, it's, and it comes to you finding the right people because, you know, finding the right person is one thing and recruiting them and bringing them on board is a different thing. And what I mean by that is most people, most businesses find themselves in one of two positions. Either one, you know, they they need extra help uh, because they're they're slightly overloaded. However, they don't have enough cash in the bank to say hey to hire somebody at 60 or $70,000 a year, right? To, uh, to handle this piece of the business and the business wouldn't actually su- completely support that. So that means that they bring on headcount and they're running negative until the business grows to support that, 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 uh, that addition, that head, that head. Uh, and then hopefully that sure. ed- head count will, will, you know, start to uh, provide a return. Right. So most people find themselves in this weird balance of being, you know, working right at capacity and not enough capital to bring people on to develop more capacity. And that strangles their growth. OK, so mm-hmm. h- how, how did you manage to to not only find the right talent, but bring the right talent on where it didn't kill your balance sheet? So that's something that, that kind of all feeds into the, a couple different things. So I used to being in the military and just being like used to, hey, go do this right. or else. You know, that was, that's how the military worked. Um, I didn't really understand culture, and I didn't really understand getting people to buy into your vision. Um, what I realized is that I did understand it the entire time. I just didn't, you know, I just thought it was corny. But here's the thing is that I would – I guess I was very good at selling people on our vision and where we're going to go. And we have agents with us who are literally here just because of what, what the vision is for these companies and how big we want to get and the things we want to do and the people we want to impact. So I've kind of empowered every person 
in the company to either, you know, I, if they're really, really a good agent and a good salesperson to grow a team, um, or if they were great at operations to help me rebuild and revamp the mortgage processing side. Um, and I, I do it in such a way that they buy into the vision mm. and it's all done. Um, they receive not profit share. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like a, a percentage. Yeah, I guess a profit share. Yeah. So a lot of them receive a percentage of the profit. We only have one salaried employee. Um, that's all we've ever needed. And everything else has become a profit center for us. So when we hired a processor or a processor at the mortgage company, we opened a third-party processing company. So now his, his compensation is no longer a loss to us. So we make sure that any debt that we take on is also being offset by profit um, in some way. And we've been really, really good at doing that. Hmm. Um, and it's just been, you know, it's just been about, hey, I, I knew I had to do it that way, right? I don't have anybody backing me up. I didn't think that anybody would believe in me. Um, and I just thought my age was going to get in the way. I heard that a lot. Um, oh, you're so young, you know, uh, how'd you do all this? And I'm like, well, you're old. How didn't you? <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's a good one. That's <laughs> that good started one. to be my, I, I used to get aggressive with people and I'd be like, well, you're old. How, how didn't you do all this? Right, you know? And, right. and, um, what I actually realized is that what I thought was holding me back more than anything, my age has actually been the thing that's brought me up. And we're at a point now where we have um, actually, this week I have three, not top producers, but established realtors. They're doing um, the maximum 40 transactions a year, which is not, which is really good. Um, and that's good in our marketplace because we have a lot of realtors who don't actually produce. Sure. And those people are coming to me now. So we've actually been able to develop a culture and a reputation where we're becoming credible all because of what we're offering, what we're doing that's different. I think we're only like out of all the real estate companies in the city. Um, there's two people, Mike McCann and myself, that actually have a real estate podcast. And agents are noticing that. And other brokers are noticing that. And they want to be a part of this. Um, and they get me. And there is a changing of the guard in real estate brokers just all over the place. You yeah. know, yeah, the 70-year-old yeah. broker is going away. Um, For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's why people are coming. Okay. Yeah, and everybody, if you want to follow what Joe's doing and you want to start a podcast, go to ViralCast, ViralCast with a K. Um, that's a that's an arm of this show that I rarely talk about, but uh, we'll help you start one. Um, oh, cool. So, so, um, but Joe, you started. You told me early on that you got into real estate because you wanted freedom. Okay. Now, most people, yep. most people, when they get into this business, they they either want freedom, they want time freedom, or they want financial freedom. And so I, I kind of have the same question, if you could expand on it a little bit, is, you know, for those people coming on board who want time freedom, like how do you promise them time freedom um, when you guys are fundamentally doing a startup or they want financial freedom, right? They want to make a boatload of cash. They want to drive that Lambo. You know, well, like, how do you, right. like, how do you, I'm not sure, like, explain to me how you bring these, how do you massage their wants with the actual day-to-day -day business that you have today, not, not, you know, do you just sell sure. them on the vision of what the business is going to be 12 months from now? No. So I okay. just kind of sell them on, on, so what I do with the agents, whether it's, it's time freedom or financial freedom. And I, I would say, I guess they need the financial freedom to have the time freedom. Yeah. And then what I have to do is teach them how to scale. So what, I mean, if you want time freedom and you're a really good salesperson, you need to start looking to either build a team where you have buyer's agents or other people to go out and handle your listings for you. And your, your marketing is just, you know, so amazing that the leads are flowing and the deals are coming in, or maybe, you know, time freedom for you is that you have, um, 
you're working on it at an REO company. And, and I teach them how to scale and get to that point. Um, and we actually have a three-year training program that we developed with um, Remax Northwestern. He's one of the largest Remaxes in the system. Who? And it's called the Perfect Agent System. Who, uh, Matt. Um, oh, my God. I always forget his name, and people always ask me that. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I thought it was... Oh, but- Matt, Van, Matt Van Hohenstein. Matt Van Hohenstein. Oh, yeah. And okay. uh, so we, cre- we kind of did that program together. And my agents love it. And actually, the two top producers that came in um, last week and called me, they said that they had found the demo video online and that they were interested in joining the office because of that. And so it's a three-year program. But, yeah, and they love it because scaling is key. And a lot of agents get to that 12, 24 deal mark. And then what happens is they get caught up in the business. They They don't have systems in place. They don't have marketing in place. You know, most of the realtors I recruited... I never made the initial contact with them. My CRM did. And it's, uh, you know, they get slide dials and text and all types of shit. But that's how you have to do it. If you want the time freedom, you got to put someone else, you have to have someone else doing the $10 an hour work. Right, right. But you're 100% correct. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. But this is where, this is where people, I, I think, uh, shoot themselves in the foot, right? They're doing 20, 25 deals. Mm-hmm. They're, again, they're working at capacity. And they're like, I know I right. need a VA. I know I need a transaction coordinator. I know I need a, a, a mar- somebody to handle our Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Uh, but I don't have the money, you know? And um, Right. Um, okay. So you, just, you, you sell them on the vision. Is there anything in your rec- – and maybe this isn't even important, but, um, you know, in your recruiting process – like, how do you go about that to, to determine, you know, what their actual needs and wants are? Because, you know, here's my problem, Joe, is when I inter- like what I want, I want time freedom. Right. I want I want yeah. a ton of money. Right. And I assume that everybody else does. And, you know, what I found, which is super duper interesting, is that, you know, even an older guy. He might say he wants financial freedom, but you know what? A lot of people, a lot of people beat themselves up, you know, and, and really, you know, they, they go to sleep feeling good at night. If you just give them an boy, Hey, boy, right? Even if you're right. younger than them, boy, you did a great job today. It's amazing how much that can, can, uh, uh, will inspire people more so than, Hey, here's 10 grand. Believe it yeah. or not. I mean, yep. No, it's true. That's so true. Okay. All right. Um, look, we're at the 40-minute part, Mark, only because we started late. Um, so we always ask for a book recommendation. Um, you're a guy who's come out sure. of the gate swinging. You know, it took you, I think it took you a long time to get to the gate. Um, but once you got yeah. to the gate, you got out pretty quickly. You know, what is something that you know today that you wish you would have known when, known when you started? You know, um, and I think that this is something that I think a lot of my realtors sometimes look at me and go like, this son of a bitch is holding some secret that he is not sharing. And I always tell people there is no secret sauce. Literally, just take the action. And if they wanted a book recommendation for that, can I give you two? Yeah, yeah. Um, So the first one would be the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but when it comes down to action and taking action – that book's incredible because the truth is you need to do 10 times more than everybody else, especially if you don't have any money. If you don't have money to get started in this business, then you better pick up the damn phone and start calling people yeah. 10 times more than the next guy. And you better call more than a power hour. You better do a power 10 hours because you don't have any money. Um, 
And the second book, and actually Jay Duran was on my podcast today. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's uh, Jay Duran, the culture man. No. Um, you should definitely interview him at some time. He could help out a lot of brokers grow their business. Okay. Um, so he was on our podcast, and we were talking about reading and learning and writing and things like that and how people get so caught up in, I need to read and memorize everything in this book, or you know, there's no point in doing that. And that's not necessarily true. I, we believe that you know, when you read a book or you listen to an audio book, it should just get you thinking and, and the idea is flowing and you should get off you know, sidetracked. You know, the whole point is not to memorize the book. So there's a great book out there called The 12 Rules for Life. Um, and I forget who it's written by, but it was incredible. And I, I've actually re-listened to it about five or six times because it just gets you thinking yeah. in ways that you never would before. Um, yeah, it's 12 Rules. Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, it's Jordan. I was going to say um, – yeah, that's a funny book, man, because uh, um, so first of all, everybody, if you if you haven't read, you know, Grant Cardone's 10X Rule um, or Jordan's 12 Rules for Life, go get a free copy on us. Just go to audibletrial.com slash superagentslive. Um, and uh, if just on our show, go to our site, superagentslive.com. Uh, I interviewed Grant and talked about this a couple years ago. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy. Going back to the 12 Rules for Life, the Jordan Peterson book, uh, I got that a while back, right after it came out. And, and um, um, that's, it's a funny book because that thing, there's a few books out there that make you listen, and, you're, and it's, they're such basic truths that then you have to go, okay, hold on. How does that apply to my life? Um, right. Um, there's another one that's called like 51 Law. I should look at my, my Audible um, deal, but 51 uh, Laws of Power. Uh, I don't know if you've read that book. Yes. You know, it's all, like a bunch of prison yep. guys read that book. I can't get past like the first seven rules. Like I only need seven. I don't need 51. Um, but anyhow, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the issue. I think I think there's so many people that they are addicted to learning, but they lack mm -hmm. the thing that you keep saying, which is take action. Right? That's the thing that, that right. you and I can't teach them. I can't. I can only tell you what to do. I can't teach you like how to find your motivation to go do it. Um. So so. And Toby, I think they're all looking for the secret sauce. They're all thinking there's right. some magical thing out here that we're all doing that make money, yeah. and they're going to go find that. And that doesn't exist. It doesn't, man. You know, it, it's, it's a lot like if you work out at the gym, right? People are like, oh, how do I get bigger? How do I get stronger? And they, and they, they read all these magazines. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do a Zotman curl for my biceps, right? I'm going to do these hammer right. curls. <laughs> right. and you know, at the end of the day, you know what all it is? You want to get bigger, stronger? Pick up the heaviest thing you can and move it across the yep. street. You know, you want to lose weight, and eat everything in sight. That's right. Right. And if you want to lose weight, right, eat less and, and move more. Right. It's, it's really basic stuff. But everybody wants that that one little thing that will they'll, that will give them, you know, a, a, an unfair advantage. And it doesn't exist. And by the way, even if you and I had that thing to give them an unfair advantage, as soon as we said it, it's out in the world. It's done. Everybody's got it. Everybody's right. still on the yep. same. No longer field. an advantage. Right. 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 So so it comes down to I, I, I'll tell you what I think it is in a second, but it comes down to having that thing, that thing that makes you want to take action. What is that thing for you that you wake up in the morning that you're like, yeah, dude, I'm going to I'm going to hit the phone today. I'm going to you know, I'm going to whatever you're going to do today. Right. I'm going to go find another hundred unit complex. You know, what is that thing that you yeah. have that makes you drive? 
Well, for me, it definitely is. It is the financial freedom piece, which, okay. you know, money buys time. And, sure. and it is. So it is financial freedom. Um, but I think it's also I'm learning, uh, thanks to Tony Robbins, a bit of, you know, significance. I do enjoy helping my realtors make money and when they get their first close. I mean, I really do enjoy that. And I love bringing people on board and teaching them what I can and what I do know and learning from them as well. So I think it's a combination of significance and financial slash time freedom. Um, I think it's a combination of both. Okay. All right. I, I, I was going to say it's, you know, it's uh, – are you married, uh, Joe? No. Ah, okay. All right. Not married. Not married. Soon I'm only you, 26. And you and I didn't know you were that young, dude. You Hey, Joe, you're too young. Yeah, to, you're I just too young. 26. You're too young to own I 100 am. units. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. It'll never happen. <laughs> It'll never. Who's going to trust never you, happen. dude? Oh, yeah, wow. That's, it'll never happen. Get a 401k and get a job for benefits to make 50 grand a year. Oh, dude, I thought you were like 36. I didn't know you were 26. Um Okay. Oh yeah, just twenty six. Jeez. All right. Um, so you do. What, what is the secret sauce, Joe? You got to have something. Um, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get up every morning and do it. There you go. So let's talk about your morning. Let's talk about your morning because sure. you know at twenty six, you know, I, you achieving what you have achieved at, at a, you're a kid, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm almost twice right. as old as you. You're a kid. Dude, you've achieved more in 26, well, in the last, in five years, dude, you've achieved more than I would say most of your uncles have achieved, right? And I don't want to say your dad, but right. you know, they're cops, right? They, they put, put, they take people right. down to the station, right? You're building wealth. Right. Um, you've achieved more right. than they have. You, you, I have to, I, dude. Do you just wake up in the morning and just go, um, like I got it all worked out? I I I, I have the Midas touch. I can do anything. No, I, I would say most of the time I wake up and I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to go kick in some doors, and I know I'm going to make money, and I'm going to close some people, and I'm going to sell them on my vision and bring them in. And like people always ask, well, what's your morning routine? Like, what books do you read? And yeah. there's really only two things that I do every day. Okay. I know I'm going to the gym for two hours. Maybe that's at six in the morning. Maybe it's at five in the morning. Sometimes it's at 11 o'clock at night. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, and then I know that every time I'm driving, I'm either on the phone closing a deal or I'm listening to an audio book. And I don't really care what the audio book is. could be anything from Russian literature to self-help. Um, but I'm always listening to something educational to make me think. And really, those are the two things I do every day. And if I'm in the office, I'm there to be productive and close deals. And I don't get caught up in paperwork or minutia, right. you know, because I think people do that and people get caught up in that because yeah. they're actually putting up a wall and they're preventing themselves from being successful because of fear. They don't want to get shut down. Um, I don't stay busy, you know, doing bullshit work. I'm, I'm out there closing. I want to grow. And I want to help other people. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people do that busy work because they camouflage it as, "Oh, I did all this garbage today. I was productive." And, and at the right. end of the day, you look didn't how do. Busy I was. Yeah, look how busy I was. And at the end of the day, you didn't do anything. You know, moving right. your life towards your ideal life. So, so at twenty six, yep. let me ask. Just this is just for me. You know, what is sure. what is your number? What is your what is your? And don't say more. But what is your number? Like, what what do yeah. you want to achieve? I mean, is it five thousand units? What is it? I mean, because so, right. So every day, 
I guess the third thing I do do, I forgot about this, is I do write down my goals. And thank God for Grant Cardone. Um, so every morning I do wake up and I write down my goals. And for I like the day. To say that I have wait, 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 wait. You write down your goals for the day or your annual goals? I write down, like, um, basically my lifetime goals, which I don't think are big enough. But I write them down every day. Okay. So every day I write down that I make $5 million a year. Um, I write down that I own 1,000 rental units, okay. and I write down that I have a national mortgage company that's in the top 10 uh, mortgage or top producing mortgage brokers, and that super locally that I run the largest Remax in the entire system. And I write those down every day because I think with a goal that big, you know that there's really only one thing you have to do for each of them, and that's submit a shit ton of offers to get the properties. Um, recruit a hell of a lot of loan officers that are producing and recruit a hell of a lot of realtors. It's pretty simple. Yeah. 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 And you know, and, and it, it and you're exactly, it is pretty simple. It is man. And you know what? Grant said something like that. When I interviewed him a few years ago, he bought like the biggest deal he had bought. He just got when, when I had him on the show and it was, uh, it was like a, it was the, the property was worth like 50 or $60 million. And he bought it for Jeez. 30. Well, hold on. He bought it for 30. And, uh, and you know, and uh, he, uh, he went to the person who listed it and said, hey, I'm going to submit this offer for $30 million. And the girl's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, you know, he already turned one down for 40. And Grant's like, screw that. You submit this offer because the guy could change his mind. And the guy did. And Grant said, I went home that day and knew I made $20 million. You know, and so, and so you yeah, have it, to ask. you have that exact. That's my point. That's and that's what you said earlier. You just have to ask. Oh, God, it, it, you have to ask. And like for my realtors, like even though I do recruit the culture and I do let them know, hey, you're going to come in here. If you don't have any business, you're going to call these leads. I'm looking at the reports. You're going to cold call. We're going to close deals together. Um, the planning crap, the bullshit that they put in their heads about needing a plan for every little thing that they do. I can tell you right now that it's. Again, at 26, and I don't toot my own horn. My people say it all the time. I always tell them, I'm just an idiot. I am a complete idiot. Imagine me like that. And I just say, hey, I'm going to go open a title company. And guess what? I call other title companies and say, how do you open a title company? Right. I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm doing it. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go skydiving. I don't know. Just what I do, pull the cord. All right. Jump and pull yeah. the cord. I'll do it. Yeah. Use a trash bag. <laughs> Same effect. Oh, Joe, that's great, man. That's great. You've been a wonderful guest. Um, uh, for those people out in Philly or nearby or moving to Philly and they want to join your team or you know be a part of what you're creating yeah. out there, um, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, they can either go to uh, gophillyrealestate.com um, or simply give me a call or, or shoot me an email. Uh, my email is josephmccabe at remax.net um, or they could just give me a call or text me on my cell phone, 215 eight six eight six three seven nine um but loan officers realtors included if you if you want to grow your business and be part of something that's that's going to be bigger um then this is where you need to be you know what's funny i'll tell you something we'll see how many calls you get um sometimes i guess get they get a lot of calls and sometimes they get nothing um here's a funny thing right. here's a very funny thing so a friend of mine, Jeff Cohn, who does like, I don't know, 500 units a year, and he's, he's, he, he's got a big investment portfolio, very similar to you. He's out in Omaha. And yeah. uh, I had him on the show a couple of years ago, and, uh, and he, we were talking about you know, all the stuff that he's doing. And, he's, and, this, and, and he said, hey, 
if anybody wants to come and shadow me for a day, he's like, just fly out to, just give me a call, fly out to Omaha, and you can hang out with me for a day, right? Completely for free. And <laughs> and I had him on like a year later, and and again, I would see him at events, you know, in between that. And I said, and I said, hey man, how many people took you up on that? And he goes zero. And and we were really? talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, hold on, hold on. Here's the funny part. So so he said zero, and we talked about how crazy that was, and then. He started doing the same thing. Shadow me for a day. However, he started saying, it'll cost you $3,000. And guess what? People people started doing it. All of a sudden, he would have like 30 people in his office over a weekend. And he started making it like a weekend event. But but people were – it's so funny. People's crazy heads, if it's it's for free, they perceive it to be of low value. And then you put like a a $3,000 price tag on it. And and I even went down there because I I couldn't believe it. I was like – I'm like, dude, how many people are showing up? He would do it twice a month. He's like, yeah, dude, like 30 people. I'm like – I'm like – I called him on it. I'm like, like, you're lying, Jeff. And I said, dude, I'm going to hop on it. It cost me like 250 bucks. I said, I'll hop on a plane – to, I'll fly out to Omaha. Let me hang out. You buy me lunch and dinner. And he's like, and dude, they were they were there. And I was like, what in the world? So wow. it, it, anyhow, that's incredible. The reason why I'm saying that is everybody. Joe just gave you a free pass to call him or send him an email. And uh, if you you are foolish if you don't take him up on this, because who knows? He might be charging three grand uh, uh, in the next month for it. All right, Joe. Hey, man. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, all the stuff. It was very fun. You're a fun guest. Um, let's keep in touch. Yeah, Toby, thank you so much. And again, keep providing that value every day because my agents love it, and uh, I do too. So thank you. Uh, you got it. I need to be better at being more consistent. Um, but uh, I'll work on it. Thanks, Joe. See you, bud. No problem. Thanks. Man, I just listened to that copy and send uh, commercial. Thing's a little bit long. I need to shorten it up. But hey, you know what else I want to tell you about? Radio. Radio. Look, the one thing all these guys have in common. If you've been listening to the show for a while, everybody who's doing 300 deals or more, or if you or doubling from 50 to 100, they have one thing in common. It's radio. And radio is not something that you should try to buy as a civilian. Honestly, this is a very specific kind of media that if you do not know all the ins and outs, like buying a Porsche, if you don't if you don't know what to look at in rear main seal failure, rear main bearing failure, if you don't know what to look at, you're going to get robbed. You need an agency. That's where Real Estate Radio Experts comes in. Comes in. That's what we do. That's in a lot of ways. That's why we do this show to attract people to put them on and help them grow their business. So if you're interested in doubling your business, and I'll, and I'll make you this offer, depending on where your volume is. But if we can't double your business in the first twelve months, we'll give you your money back. Now, if you're doing seven hundred deals, I'm not going to do that. But if you're doing fifty deals or so, if I can't double it, I'll give you your money back. So uh, send me an email. Uh, or go to realestateradioexperts.com. And I, and I, you know what, you know what I own? I own my radio expert. And I need, just need to change that URL. Anyhow, check it out. Send me an email. But I'll tell you, here's what I want to tell you. Q4 and early Q1, right now is the time to do the deals. Every station out there is worried about where their, where their revenue is going to come from. Right now, it, for radio, inventory is high. And this is where we get the best deals. This I won't put anybody in radio in June. I won't do it. People ask me to. Won't do it because I'm not going to overpay. Right now is where we get the good deals. You want a good deal? 
you want to double your business, send me an email uh, and let's talk about it. If you want to take your business to the next level, which you do, that's why you're listening to this show, this program, it's radio. Not joking. The one that I've, this is the one thing after four years I know for a fact. The one thing that all top teams, agents have in common is that they do radio. Now, here's the thing. Radio is a very specific medium to buy. You have to know CPM, CPP. You need to know how to look at books. It is not an easy thing. You need an expert. That's why we have MyRadioExpert.com. Look, this is what we do. We go out into the market, find you the right station, cut the right deal, set it all up for you. And you know what? Once we get you going, we don't charge you anything. My Radio Expert works, uh, they get paid like a buyer's agent. It's crazy not to use them. You want to take your level, your game to the next level, go to MyRadioExpert.com, fill out the getting started sheet, or send me an email.